Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. All right, what's up, guys? We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch. This is David, and I'm joined, as always, with my good friend Joshua Timms from the Fort Worth Porch. What's up, team? And our producer and master of all things digital content, Elena Haas. Hey, guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we are kicking off another episode. What are we talking about? Yes, today we are going to talk about a phrase that I think uh, lands squarely in Christianese, David, and that is abiding in Christ. What does that mean? What is abide? I don't know. <laughs> Why is that term only used in Christian circles? Yeah, yeah. Like I've never seen a commercial on the TV where it's like, are you looking to abide <laughs> or anything like that? <clears throat> and uh, I think, how would you guys define it? Yeah, I think it is to, to live inside of, to continue to remain. It's just the word abide. And so when I think about it uh, in, a, in Christian terms, it's, it's um, as living inside of continuing to have a, a growing intimate relationship uh, with Christ. Yeah. Why do you think only Christians use that word? Well, now I'm, <laughs> now I'm so intrigued. Well, I, I think it's because that's what Jesus used in John 15. I think they're like, oh, I'm going to use what Jesus used to call it. Jesus used a lot of things. He used like greetings. He used uh, hello. Um, woman. <laughs> no, to, well, in John 15, he uses it to, he says, abide in me. Like he's the one who says it. So I'm like, oh, maybe they're like hanging on to that one word from the verse. Yeah. And being like, oh, abide because jesus says yeah it's, you know? it's a weird uh i don't know why it is but, but sounds i mean that's definitely the passage everyone's pulling it yeah from. yes absolutely. is a, a, abiding and it it feels like it's for whatever reason one of those words that has just found its way safely in the christianese <laughs> yes. thing but yeah so we're going to talk about what does that actually mean to abide so you just read the passage it comes from john chapter 15 verses mm-hmm. four through seven elena uh where jesus said Abide in me to his disciples and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm the vine, you the branches, whoever abides in me and I in him. He it is that bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah. What do you guys think he's saying there? I mean, that, that legitimately just pops out to me as like, you are a part, be a part of me. Yeah, stay connected. Stay connected. Uh, I mean, as I said, the branch cannot bear fruit unless it's a, a part of the vine, meaning like you are absolutely a part of connected, uh, always with, uh, and, and, and through that is why is where like fruit come from because being disconnected, if the branch is disconnected and no longer is going to bear fruit. I mean, he's literally saying, Hey, stay connected to me. Yeah. That it, the Christian life is not one that you try to do on your own. And I think, I think a lot of Christians out there are not um, experiencing what it actually means to abide. Uh, and a lot of them may um, even say, hey, I just need to abide right now. But uh, truly what Jesus is trying to point out is you should not be self-sufficient. Don't depend on yourself. You need to live in constant dependence on me. And that the Christian life is one that if, if you try to do it just entirely on your own, you're going to fail. What, what would you say it means to walk in dependence on God? Like practically. Um, I think when people say that, it's probably referring to prayer and just constantly like looking to God 
um, to meet your needs throughout the day, not just like, oh, I pray right before bed. It's like all throughout the day, depending on him to um, meet really small needs or really big needs. It could be like, hey, God, um, will you help me get through this next five minutes because I'm feeling really sad about X. And so will you, you know, whatever that looks like. Or it could be, hey, can you help provide a way for me to pay my rent this month because I don't have a job. Like there's there's a whole array of like things you can um be needing God for. I yeah. Guess, okay. So ab- abiding looks like prayer. What else what else would y'all add? Yeah, I mean I think for for me when I when I think the times in my life where I'm abiding, where I'm remaining in him is uh man, time spent reading my Bible, uh pursuing a relationship with him there. Uh really but genuinely I think it comes down to defined uh is if I look at I look back at my day, I'm like, man, that that day was entirely about and around me. I kind of landed on my strength and I, never once did I think like I'm headed into this meeting to talk to this person and I'm going to stop and, and realize that uh, God is always with me. I can speak to him right now and ask him uh, to be with me in this meeting. If, if I look back at my day and, and that and I had not been doing that, it's clear to me that I've, I've missed out on the abiding relationship with him and, and being dependent and have kind of turned to my own strength. Totally. Uh, what's crazy is you can't always tell if someone's abiding with Christ or not from the outside. Right. Like it's, it's totally an internal thing where, in fact, they may look... Um, Peter and Judas both looked like uh, they were abiding with Christ and one was and one wasn't. And one had a constant ongoing relationship with God and um, with the Father. And then one was not at all abiding, but no one would have been able to see from the outside. So the danger for anyone who's a Christian is that you would be able to kind of go through the motions. You're able to show up for worship on Sunday or the porch on Tuesday. You're, you're in a community group. You're saying the right things, but your heart is not actually connected, mm-hmm. not actually abiding. And so by abiding, there's a couple things that I think are at least essential to that. Uh, one of them is prayer, as Elena said, that we as Christians are to have a constant kind of, um, uh, one pastor said that Christians uh, should see prayer as a wartime walkie-talkie. It's not just kind of the phone that you go to or, hey, like Jeannie, will you give me something? It's a constant, I'm in constant communication because I'm at war. And so I need to constantly ask for help, for clarity, for um, just any uh, um thing in my life that I could be better because there's an enemy trying to shoot bullets at me. Am I exposed in any way that I could be more protected if I was um, able to see it? And so constantly in communication with the father and also constantly listening Listening. to the father, which comes from studying his word and reading it and applying it. So prayer, study of God's word. And then the third I would say would be uh, living amidst God's people. There's an aspect where you don't abide alone. You are a branch um, and you are to be connected to the other branches, if you will, that Christ ultimately is what all of the growth kind of comes from, but all of us are to be uh, connected to the vine itself. And we're just little branches that are coming off of it, but there's a lot of branches and we all together abide with one another. Anything that you guys would add to that? Yeah. uh, Well, yes. I think it really is, is living out obedience, right? Meaning, meaning like part of abiding is not just like, Hey, I've spent time with him. I know his word, but then it translates to, uh, what my actions are, uh, which to me is like, okay, that, that is a part of, because me just listening to him, but then not obeying him would be really confusing if I was saying, Hey, I, I am abiding or my relationship with Christ is a, is a vibrant growing one, but I'm not uh, doing what he would command me to do. Totally. Man, the best thing I would encourage you if you're listening about prayer and that aspect of abiding is 
man, just continue to pray honest prayers. Like the God who's there wants you to come to him constantly. Just say, God, I, I don't like to pray and I'm not very good at it. Pray that. Mm-hmm. Or God, will you help me to pray more this year or pray more today? Pray that. God, I'm feeling anxious and insecure. I want to be married, God. Pray that. Like there's part of us that feels like, hey, the only thing that it's appropriate to pray for is like starving children and Somalia and pray for those children, but don't hide behind the God sees all of your thoughts. He knows everything about you and he wants a relationship with you and he doesn't want you to feel like, man, I can only be honest and really myself with everyone else, but God, um, one, because it's not true. It doesn't work. He sees you, loves you, is crazy about you. And he wants you to have just kind of constant communication with him. The Bible says that we're to pray according to God's will and he's going to do that. And so one of the things that the Christian journey is God aligning our hearts, our desires with God's desires and God's will for our life. And, um, and so as you are being continually made to look more like Jesus, that's kind of what the Christian life is. People say sanctification. That's just a big word that means to be made to look like Jesus. As you're being made to look more and more like Jesus, the requests that you bring to God are going to continue to change and continue to look more like Jesus. But that doesn't mean you need to rush up the process and be like, I'm supposed to pray like a super, super mature person would pray right now. God says, bring your requests to him. Cast all your cares on him. First Peter says, first Peter chapter five, verse seven, because he cares for you. And so one of the things that if you're going to abide, you have to get over yourself and this like playing the religious game and trying to appear some way and being afraid of actually being honest and open and authentic with God, let alone everybody else. And one of the things that that keeps people from that intimate relationship is they just feel like, man, I got to clean myself up and have a good day. Yeah, before I like, go. Hey, I, ha- I need to make sure that I haven't cussed at anyone or looked at porn in a year or done anything if I'm going to approach God. And all of that is so ridiculous. He yeah. sees all of who you he are. Knows he wants a relationship. Already. knows all of who you are. He knows that you're even trying to pretend to, cl- or he knows you're trying to clean yourself up to be able to approach him. And he's just saying, man, you, like a child coming to his father, part of that aspect of abiding is just that constant communication. That's good. Okay, I want to ask uh, both of you, David, you first, and then Elena. What does it look like for you guys practically every day when you think about the the word abide and you and a growing relationship with Christ? Uh, play that out for me in your day. What does that look like? Yeah, so I, I think as it relates to prayer, it's hard to quantify because it, it, it's just a constant thing. Like, God, will you help me in this moment or help me here? Or um, as it relates to, I know I'm going to walk home and I'm going to be tired and I've got two little kids and um, and will you help me to be your man? Will you give me, allow your energy to powerfully work within me as Colossians 129 says? Um, will you give me eyes to see uh, these lost people that I'm interacting with when I go get a haircut, a grocery store? Um, will you help me to see things as you see? So I think some of that's just kind of a constant trying to be... Um, What's a good way? Almost like just God aware, aware of God, aware of his presence, aware of his sovereignty. Sovereignty just means he's in control, aware that nothing is a mistake and nothing is a coincidence. He's got me. So some of it's that, some of that's prayer. There's an aspect of studying God's word. Um, that's a part of abiding, I think, and just renewing your mind. And so for me, practically, um, I do almost the same thing every single morning. I get up, I read something called Join the Journey, which is our um, Watermark has a devotional that you could sign up for. Right now we're journeying through the uh, the Old Testament law um, or the first five books of the Old Testament and the book of Matthew. But point being, um, so this morning I got up, read Genesis 17. Mm. I reflect on that. I try to think through like, man, what's... 
what is God saying here that's applicable to me? What does this tell me about God? And I'll try to reflect on that passage. I read a, a couple other things. One's called the Denison Forum, which um, is just kind of like a cultural, uh, a look at culture, if you will. And then um, there's a couple other articles and, and something that I listen to on my way to work. But that's that's part of the, like the renewing the mind piece, which is honestly the easiest. Sure. Any of us can become smarter sinners or just smarter and not actually connect at a heart level. And so that that's where I think it just takes a constant like, man, God, you're with me, for me. I, th- I think I'm continuing to learn in my own life how much for me uh, abiding is related to just prayer, communication, being aware of God at, at work around me. What would you say? Yeah, basically retweet on everything you said, David. Oh. That's, cheating. That's, that's cheating. <laughs> that is cheating. That is cheating. No, I was just thinking like, yeah, it's it's a lot of prayer. And even even since we've been recording this podcast, I've already prayed a couple of times. I'm like, hey, I'd, I'm God, will you just give me the words to say? Because I can just, I don't want to just rely on myself. And like, who knows what I'm going to say? Like, I just want God's help in that's everything. Real. And so even since we've been recording today, I've already prayed about that. So it, it's just about praying about really anything and everything that comes to mind and just being mindful, like what David said, just having God on your mind and knowing that um, you need him. And really just that saying that we say around here, which is if dependence is the goal, then weakness is the advantage. So anytime I'm feeling weak or anytime I'm even feeling prideful, like anytime just praying about that, that's a big part of it. And then also, yes, along with reading God's word is... um and like being in his word and knowing what his word says, it's meditating on scripture. So um, that's a value I also want to take up a lot in 2019, but just meditating on a piece of scripture, either weekly or even daily, like choosing something and just trying to memorize that um, is something that I've done and would like to do even more um, to be able to abide with him in a way that is only focusing on truth, like what he says in his word. So that's good. What would you say? Yeah. Yeah. For for me, uh, I mean, my, my time spent uh, in my Bible in the mornings is highly important to me just because there's, there's so much I, I need to be, I quickly forget uh, how desperate uh, I am for Jesus and I need to be reminded every morning. And uh, something actually, Elena, what you said there at the end, that meditate, that meditating on his word, which is, can be a confusing word in and of itself. But one of the things that has been really big for me is that I'll take um, a passage of scripture. I'm also on like a reading plan and I will force myself to come up with 10 insights from that passage before I'm done. Like, so before I get up, before I, I, I go do any part of any other part of my day, I'm like, okay, God's word is active and alive and living. And I know it's speaking to me and it's relevant. And so I pull out, Hey, here's 10 insights, uh, to what this passage is saying, which is really helpful. And then the other piece, uh, when I think about the abiding and some of that's prayer, but it is, um, practicing the presence of God that comes from a book, by the way, by a guy named brother Lawrence, but that's been uh, big in my life because God is there. I just just kind of need to be, I need to remind myself. So walking through my day, understanding that, uh, the only reason I'm alive, the only reason my lungs take in oxygen and keep me alive is because of him. And, uh, when I'm aware of him that way, then so much, uh, of everything that I do, I'm like, all right, God, I'm, I'm seeking you on this. I need you here. Or even if it's not, I need you. My thankfulness goes, goes up when I'm abiding, when I, when I eat food that I know my body needs and, uh, all, like, all that goes up as well. And so it's a, it's a constant thing. And, and that's what I think maybe why it's turned so Christianese is because there's no real clear definition. Do this and you're abiding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think gratitude goes up. I think peace goes up. Yeah. I think a um, sense of purpose and just like there's a, a way in which is, this is talk about cryptic, 
there's a way in which, man, when you are abiding, you're tasting heaven. And it, there's, it satisfies something that's almost hard to put into words. And it just, it's that relational connection with the heavenly father um, that just, it's, it's, there's like a sweetness to it that if you're not abiding, you're, you're, you're sensing, experiencing the emptiness or the lack, that hunger uh, sure. is, is in you or the emptiness, if you will. And so if that wasn't cryptic enough, yeah. um, <laughs> I just think that that is something that God wants us to experience, just kind of that constant relationship going throughout the day. I mean, you think about what ministers to me when I reflect on the early church, which was the first 500 years, mm-hmm. really the first 1800 years is... Um, people's relationship was built on abiding through prayer, through reflecting on God's word. And it wasn't quiet times in the way that we even think about it because they didn't have Bibles. The group that literally changed the world. Mm-hmm. They, um, I mean, think about it. It would be the comparison. It, so they were this small fledgling group, this very small few thousand people that toppled an empire in the millions and millions and millions because of the, just the way that they loved and cared for people. That's what happened in the first few hundred years. It would be the equivalent of somebody from Van, Texas, and this small kind of cult gathering, not that Christianity is a cult at all, but to use that analogy, this small kind of ripple, all of a sudden in uh, 200 years, America has become entirely devoted to that, mm-hmm. that religion. And that's what happened. And they did it without Bibles. They did it without church buildings. They did it with people abiding uh, with Jesus and walking with him and uh, and locking arms and loving the world around him, and it changed the world. So anyways, th- the idea that you have to necessarily um, have a certain quiet time, look a certain way, uh, all of that stuff is important, and you should take advantage of getting to read God's word. But um, as it relates to abiding, there's also an aspect where it's just kind of living in constant, constant relationship yeah. with him as well. And sometimes I say that because a lot of people will think like, man, abiding means I need to go have a quiet time every morning. And you should and spend you should. time with God yeah. every morning. But it's so much more than that. It's greater than that. Yeah. Okay. Hey, just a couple of things before we end here. I think there's a way if you want to look at your life and be like, can I look at my life and, and tell if I'm abiding? And there's a couple, if you want to call them proofs. And one of those is just being one obedient to God's word and Christ's commands and what he calls us to walk in. Because if you're abiding, you will then uh, do what he asks you to do, following his example. Like, hey, is my life becoming, do I look more like Jesus every day? Am I living free from habitual sin? Like, is there sin, does sin mark my life or am I free uh, from that? And then also you're just awareness uh, of God's presence every single day as you walk through, throughout um, everything you walk into. It's good, man. I love it. Abide on anything else you guys have. Nope, that's it. That is a wrap. We will see you next week on Views from the Porch. We want to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about the Porch ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.